unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. Tonight, uh, we have Gilgamesh with us again. Uh, he was with us when we did the uh, one of the mental health episodes. Um, going to give him a chance to talk a little bit about what the topic is tonight. I know he said he's going to need some uh, coaching and remembering some stuff, and that's fine too. But I've been looking forward to this one. Uh, Gil, they did you kind of dirty, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, so, be, uh, well, I... I've been wanting to talk about this for a while because I've been kind of doing some research and I've just been seeing some stuff. But um, in short, I was I was forced to quiet quit. I hate using that term. It sounds so lame, but that's basically what happened. Right now, before we get a lot into that now, I remember back when you messaged me when T-Mobile was in the news about their pay increases. But there was a catch to that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. So when they were talking about increasing everyone's pay rate, um, for one, the people in the call center were the ones who guaranteed got that pay rate increase. And two, for the ones who were in retail, that catch was if you don't meet your goals for that month, because every salesperson has goals they have to adhere to, um, then they'll bump you up to $20 an hour. If you go three consecutive months and they have to keep bumping you up to $20 an hour, you're on review and basically your head's on a chopping block because you haven't hit your goals for three months straight and they're trying to figure out why, what happened. And yeah, it's a mess, to be honest with you. Yeah, because I remember you messaged me because it was all over the media like T-Mobile was doing this great thing and not a damn place was reporting what the catch was to it at all. It was just right. like, hey, look, we're paying 20 bucks an hour when re- in reality, they just tightened the leash on, on the sales reps, right? Right. Yeah. So it, it, on paper, it looked great. But once you, you know, once you really got down to it, the, the people who were top performers... They, they they never saw any change in their paycheck. Like one of my coworkers ended up like he was employee of the month for one month, and then he ended up getting like basically recognition from um the the super higher ups. That that's how good he was. So basically, he was one of the best people in my store. Um, he never got any raise at all. And even if we did get a raise, like if it was a fifty cent raise or whatever, taxes ate that up. So we never got to see any pay rate increase. And T-Mobile, like management, was basically shrugs. I mean, you guys got a raise, so you get you're getting more money, and we're like, we're we're not. Like they would do stuff where they pay us more, but then cut our hours. See, see, well, all right. See that that's a common thing. There, there's a lot of businesses that you know boasted paying you know up in the wage, but you're a hundred percent correct. The the catch to that was they cut everybody's hours. So on paper, they had this great PR stunt that said, hey, we're raising wages however much. But in essence, they were cutting people's hours to basically keep them at the wage they were at before. You know, they they, yeah. they did the math and it's like, okay, we're, you're making $15, $16 an hour, but you're only going to work enough hours to make what you made prior to the raise. And that along with a lot of things in, you know, the media and, and I think for those of us that pay attention, I have really, really seen uh, 
a concerted effort of really, really going after the workforce, like going for the jugular over the past three to six months. It's like a switch flipped somewhere and the rhetoric about the pay and the rhetoric about, you know, we got the whole quiet quitting bullshit and, and all this stuff, all this stuff seems very calculated, especially going into this time of year, um, you know, cause we're coming up, you know, Q4 is coming. Uh, one thing I want right. to touch, one thing I want to touch on before we get any further, if you're not paying attention, it looks like about the 14th between the 14th and the 19th, uh, the railroads are going to go on strike. So if you thought inflation was bad now and you thought there were shortages before, um, be prepared. It's about to get ugly. But back to your situation, Gil, how long did you work for T-Mobile? Um, God, I was there from June Three years, about three years. Yeah, I don't even remember the year I started working. I just know it was about three years. Now, um, when I quit, it was I was just about hit, about to hit my three year anniversary. So during that three years, uh, any pay increases or promotions or anything like that? I mean, yeah, I got pay increases, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't really see it. Like, if, like I said before, it's stuff that looked great on paper. But that was it. Like if if we got bonuses, like oh god, uh, um, you just me- reminded me about the bonuses. So bonuses was such a weird thing. Sometimes you got it, sometimes you didn't get it. Um, they would split it up between paychecks, which means taxes ate it. Um, uh, we were supposed to get a bonus one year, and we didn't get it until the next year. Wow. So. Everyone who was trying to save up for Christmas and stuff going like, I'm going to get a bonus. We did really good this year. My store did excellent. They could not explain why they couldn't just push us the money. I mean, mind you, this is a multi-billion dollar corporation we're talking about. Yes. But whenever it came to giving their employees raises, it was it was weird. Like the lower the lower end people like they would mess up their pay. Um, I, I like one thing that. Uh, I, I, I'm known to, I taught myself to do every time I logged in. I had a thing. I go in, check the news feed, see what's going on, check the promotions, see what's going on there, check to see if anything changed. But what I would focus on the most is what are, the, what are my national coworkers saying about their respective stores? I heard countless stories. I wish I could screenshot this stuff, but I, I couldn't because I'd be fired on the spot. Right. But I, 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 there were so many reports about people who were had kids and they messed up on their taxes. Um, they messed up on calculating how much they're going to deduct from their taxes and they screwed up their paycheck altogether. Or some people would work their asses off. I'm sorry, excuse me, language, work their butts off to get a bonus and the bonus would either get split up. So taxes eat up both, you know, more than half of both of those bonuses that they're supposed to get. And, or it'll be something where they won't get it until. God knows when. They talk to management. Management doesn't know. They talk to anyone in finance. Finance doesn't know. They talk to HR. HR is like, well, just sit tight and wait. We'll open up a case and we'll keep track with you about it. But it's normally something where you have to stay on their behind about it. Um, God forbid that you miss a commission because depending on how long ago, like how long ago from when you discovered it, from when it happened, you may or may not get your commission. 
There's wow. been moments where um, at the call center, if you have to call in for anything, the main reason why people in retail hate calling the the the, the customer service is because there's a high chance that your, your sale could be stolen. Activations is one of the most important things in the mobile industry, regardless of what carrier you're working for. When you get an activation under your belt, that's excellent. So having having to do all that work to develop a rapport with the customer, lay out the prices for them, tell them what they're what they're going to expect, just to have to call um, retail service line for whatever reason and have ret- uh, have the call center just snatch it from under you, bro. That's like depending on how how much work you did, that could be that could be a hundred a hundred plus dollar activation. Yeah. So how were your commissions uh, figured? Like to, to give you an idea. Um, when I was at Guitar Center, the commission structure was um, 10 and 2. So you got 10% of the gross profit and 2% of the gross sales, but it was also a draw. So Guitar Center paid an hourly wage that basically you know, you got two paychecks a month that quote unquote got you through. But when your commissions came through, you paid the, that hourly back. And then what you had left over was quote unquote your commission. Mm, now T-Mobile wasn't necessarily like that. We didn't have to pay back anything. Um, what we got was our basis, our base hour, which for me was around 1350. Um, commission comes in. We end up getting the most out of the commission, depending on what we do. If it's something where we signed on four people, like a four-line activation on a promotion, we got them to buy phones right there in the store. If they got, especially if they got phones, tablets, and internet service, <laughs> we basically get um, eighty to ninety percent of the activation. Oh wow! So, yeah. so what would be your average take on that? For me, I ended up being that sales guy that was so easy and showed to work with. I got you what you needed, but I didn't go any further. I didn't try and, you know, break your bank or your wallet. So right. for me, my commission wasn't really that high. I mean, I was making good money. Um, I was making pretty good money. I, I was able to pay for health insurance and all that other stuff that I just at one point of my life could not afford. So yeah, the pay was good. It's just all the other stuff that you had to deal with in order to keep that pay. It, it's not worth it. It's really um, not. Real quick, we've got a couple of questions. Um, Russell wants to know, do you get more working out of a retail setting, say like if you're a T-Mobile rep in Walmart um, versus actually working in a T-Mobile store? You get the most if you work at a corporate store and corporate takes a better care of you. I mean, that is in um, customer complaints. You don't really have to worry about that. The company will actually defend you if there's a clear cut explanation of what happened. Right. So it's a lot better working for corporate than um, working for Walmart. Uh, Walmart, I'll just say this. Um, we're using Walmart as an example. There are many times when I worked at, when I was working at T-Mobile, I ended up having to clean up the mistakes that Walmart did. That does not surprise me at all. At all. Um, Hero asks, she says, I have a question you may not want to answer. Is there, a, <laughs> is there a grace period or something where you can change your mind about your contract or once you get someone locked in, that's it? Good question. Um, answering from experience, uh, 
basically the moment they say you're hired, that's it. There's nothing you can really change. I mean, there's not really much to agree to anyway. They don't really give you much flexibility. They basically tell you, this is what our hourly wage is. Is that okay with you? Yeah. This is what our commission is. Is that okay with you? Yeah. Here's your hours. Oh, no, no. She's asking about uh, when like someone signs for a contract on the phone. Oh, oh, okay. Wait, so have repeat that question again. Yeah. It says, um, is there a grace period or something where someone can change their mind about the contract they signed or once you get them locked in, that's it. There's nothing they can do. You have 14 days. It just makes sure you ask because your uh, salesman is not going to tell you. <laughs> well, of course not. I mean, and, and having been in sales before, I, I don't I don't blame you. But but thanks, yeah, thanks for that insight. I'm assuming that's probably fairly industry wide. Yeah, that's pretty standard. 14 days, 14 days from date of purchase. I bet I bet the FCC is it figures in somewhere there, to be honest with you. They yeah, have to. because um. There are situations where if you're not serviceable, like um, let's say out in rural areas, you think T-Mobile is great for you and you find out that you can't get any 5G anywhere, within that 14 days, you can return it. And they have to honor it because, I mean, you signed up for service. It, you're, you're paying for something you can't you can't do anything with. Right. Uh, Philly Essential says, evening all. I have you on in the background at work again. Way to fight the fight, sir. Welcome. So now... Honestly, in like speaking with you, time frame wise, it really sounds like the last year at T-Mobile, it really the wheels started coming off the wagon for you. Is that correct? Yeah, um, the last year was was hell for me. Um, management had had switched around three times. Uh, the first time it happened, it was a manager I was really really cool with. He was like amazing. He just I, I don't even quite understand what he did, but basically T-Mobile caught him slipping on something and they fired him while he was on his shift. So I had to watch this this big man crying his eyes out as he's being walked out the store. And I'm like, dang, you you couldn't have him go out the back? <laughs> wow. At least save the man's honor and dignity somewhat. You just, you guys had to have him come out on the sales floor crying telling everyone bye i'm not coming back like that, to me that was a bit traumatizing i i, I don't know if it sounds snowflakeish or anything no but no it doesn't because from a res- one from a respect standpoint you know obviously that manager was probably emotional as he got the news and yeah. you know and that the company representatives should have stepped up and said hey look you know, you're, you're pretty upset. Let's take you out the back or something. And, um, and, you know, and good managers like that, they're going to want to say goodbye. So that's something you really can't, you know, you can't stop, but if you're going to fire somebody and I know technically speaking from an HR standpoint, there, there's like this unwritten thing. If you're going to fire an employee, you do not let them work their full shift and then fire them. Yeah, you, you know, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna fire them, have either call have have the common courtesy to call or at least tell them before they clock in, hey, uh, we're 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 this is the last time we're gonna see each other. Right. You I mean, know, if I if I own the place, I would do that because you know gas is expensive. We don't want you coming out here just to waste your time. Yeah, you're Just right. To tell you bye. I, I think I think if um in all honesty, you know, especially like in a chain, like I'm sure there are a lot of T-Mobile corporate stores around. You know, like if the, if they're going to fire somebody and they know they're going to, 
even though whoever this person getting terminated would know once they got the call, if they got a call, say, Hey, we need you to report to such and such store today for a conversation. Right. You know, and, but they don't and, do that. No. Yeah. And, and, they, you they, know, they don't. And, and it's hard. I mean, you know, and some managers do it differently. Some managers get fired and they go out, you know, on the floor in a blaze of glory talking all sorts of shit. And sometimes right. we're like, that's great. <laughs> but, you know, a lot yeah. of times there are managers that, you know, get let go and they love their staff and whatnot and they want to go say goodbye. And, and if that's the, if that's the case, I think the company that terminates them should honor that. I mean, if, if, even if they're emotional, um, but, yeah. or, you know, allow a manager enough respect to go say, Hey, due to personal reasons or whatnot, you know, I'm going to be, today's my last day and it doesn't have to be publicized. And how many times have all of us seen this? A manager gets fired. And it spreads through the district that so-and-so got fired. Why can't it just not be, yeah. you know, personal reasons, you know, they, they had to leave. You, you, you right. know, com- companies could do that. It doesn't, and it really doesn't matter if you're a shitty manager either. You know, it's not too much for, I mean, hell, corporations lie all the time. What's one more lie saying, hey, you know, this person had some personal issues and they decided this was no longer a fit for them and, and today was their last day. You right. Know, now that was year one. That was the first manager I had. Wow. Now the second one, <laughs> the second one. Oh God. So um, I thought I would never have a moment where someone younger than me would have a position higher than me, and would be throwing their their rank around like they have BDE. If you know what I mean by BDE. Mm, no. I'm not a cool kid. Big dick energy. Oh, big dick. Okay. It took me a, it, it took me a second. Yeah. I realized when I said that, so, I'm like, oh, I know what it is now. That was a whole situation where I, I felt like I was trapped in a psychological as well as a verbal battle with someone who constantly hung my job over my head. Made me feel like I could punch you in your face, but I don't want to go to jail. And would cause so much discord and strife in my family and my family never even talked to him. Oh, wow. This is the start of them screwing with my schedule and not telling me about it until last minute. Ooh, that's the worst. And that was something that they did commonly. That's actually what led to me leaving because it was, uh, well, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. But that, that he was a complete total jerk. Um, I was close to quitting. Uh, There were nights where I would personally just get drunk so I wouldn't have to deal with, I'd be so numb to his, whatever his whims are when we're we're working. Like he was basically a dude bro who was into crypto, who was into, who was going to gym and thought he was the hottest thing walking. And he was like every bit of five foot seven or five foot eight. And he you, thought he just, his ego was the biggest thing in the room. You mentioned crypto blame tag is going to melt down in the chat anytime now. Continue. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I'm not a crypto guy, but I'm so sorry. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that, that, that was, that was the start of my retail hell there. So then he ends up switching stores. Someone who, in um, Someone who I ended up working with who ended up getting promoted, me and him kind of had a friction relationship. We would get into arguments, but it would get to the point where we would respect each other enough to be like, all right, 
I pissed you off. You pissed me off. Let's cool down. Let's work together. We're going to help each other out like coworkers because when we clock out, we don't, we're not friends. We're not going to each other's houses. We don't have to know each other. We're just here to work and help each other work out. And that's it. Yep. That was okay. He, he learned to kind of just, we learned to respect each other's limits and know when not to go too far, but then he ended up moving to another store as well. Now, a good, a good, um, guy came in, he was the assistant manager. And then there was a manager who I didn't like. I, I personally call him the tyrant because that's how he acted. So that the, the assistant manager, he had goals of wanting to move to another store. He wanted to become manager, not mad at him at all for that, because that's how you're, that's how it's supposed to be in the whole thing at T-Mobile. You started as a low level employee, you move up to assistant manager, you become manager, you get your own store, then you go higher than that. That's fine. I had nothing against him for you know his aspirations. If anything, I was congratulating him for doing that because most people just don't go anywhere in retail. They just become stagnant. He ends up moving out eventually. The tyrant's still there. So then he hires a yes woman Whoa. to basically say, well, you're my diversity hire and you're black. So yay, I'm, I'm hiring a black woman who, uh, who's in a high level position. He he did all of this stuff for image. Wow, really? He he yeah, he, he did, did he did the whole image. diversity play. Yeah, and he's now mind you, he was black. He constantly would he would constantly tell people, "Oh, I'm a pastor. I, I, I'm a youth pastor. I, I have my own church." And I'm sitting there going, "Okay," because to me that that means nothing to me because I've I've experienced a lot of people in the the in, in religion before, and they've tended to be the most nastiest people I've ever met. And he fit that to a bill. Okay, so so real quick, and, and, and you know, we don't talk about religion a whole lot, but you bring up a point, and it kind of ties into, like, the Sunday church crowd, too, as well, that shop. Yep. So yep. you've got this manager who is a tyrant, but yet he's trying to Bible thump and say he's, like, a preacher or whatnot or a youth has a youth group, and that makes it okay. I mean, that's that's how that kind of stuff seems to me. It's like, hey, I'm a shitty person, but I do this on the side, so I'm really not bad. Exactly. And every time you, uh, he made it to a point where no one could tell him his shit stank. Wow. You could not say anything to him about anything because he was argumentative. He did not listen. He never listened. And, and because he was, I'm sorry to sound ageist, but because he was an older gentleman, he thought that, you know, people who are young, young the opinion of younger people don't mean anything. He was like, I know what I'm talking about. I know what's right. And I'm like, dude, the only thing you're responsible for is closing down sprint stores. I don't want to know anything about what you have to talk about unless it's something involving Sprint because that's what you're here for. And, and Other you know, than that. that. That brings up a really good point, Gil, about the ageism thing. Look, I mean, I just turned 52 years old. And, you know, it, yeah, well, you know, uh, last month. But, but the thing is, there's a lot of people my age that still play the ageism thing. You know, there's people, I mean, just a few years younger than me, a couple years younger than me that are on this whole, you know, if, if you were between the ages of 21 and 25, you suck, you don't want to work or anything like that. And I got to tell you guys, I'm not going to lie to you. Five years ago, I probably would have been that guy too. But coming through COVID and, and, and you working for at home and the job demands and, and, and the mental issues, of, you know, how it just played on you and whatnot broke me, but it broke me for the good because I don't have those opinions anymore. And it's a shame that people like who you were working for, Gil, 
haven't hit. I find myself fortunate in a way. Trust me, there's still things around me that go on that, that get under my skin, and, and that's part of the whole you can't shut the manager in your head thing off, and that's a totally right. different thing. But, you know, I see things differently. A hero will tell you. We've had conversations that, you know, she's like, if you would have told me five years ago you'd be doing this, what you're doing right now on the podcast and, and, and being so open to all these things, she would have told told me I was crazy. All right, because that just wasn't me. And I'm, I find myself feeling very fortunate that a lot of people had a lot of tragic things happen during COVID. COVID. I had kind of like an awakening. And yeah. so it's a shame to see people that are older. You know, it's just like, and that's the same crowd that says, oh, when I was your age, I had a two-car garage, a house, and, and all this other stuff not taking Stop, into, that's him. Yeah, yeah you're not taking into consideration <laughs> what the real logistics are and yeah and and that's got to be hard i mean there's this whole generation of people that want to talk about younger workers like they all suck but no one wants to take a look at the younger workers and be like oh my god they're going through a whole bunch of shit because they got to deal with that mess yeah like um for instance so my my co-worker i i mean him still talk um He's younger than me. Dude's like 22. This guy is one of the hardest working young men I've ever met in my life. Um, this guy's work. He, he he has an over $600 phone bill because he is supporting him, his family, some of his friends, and his girlfriend all on one plan. Wow. Like this, this man is like Atlas holding up his own little world, doing whatever he can to, to, to just get things by. And it, it sucks for him because... Once again, my age is tyrant, ex-manager, would constantly make age jokes and make him the butt of them. And I'm sitting there going, like, you're talking trash about one of your best performers in the store. This dude could either A, transfer to another store and you're shit out of luck. B, quit and you're shit out of luck. Or C, decide to report you because you're you're being harassing. You're 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 harassing your coworkers. You're, See, you're subordinate. Oh, and and you're right, because here's the trick with those people, okay? The, the older people, they don't want you to succeed either. They want to tell you no. how you suck. And then when they see you excel, they want to knock you down a notch and they're going to be like, oh, you're young and think you know everything. There's no happy medium uh, with them. No, like uh, the whole thing with them changing my schedule, there would be times where I tell him I need this day off because something's going on with my family or let's talk before you change my schedule because you have, you don't know my life and you have no idea what I'm doing. And, um, since I, I had to, I, I had to have the horrifying thing of watching my godmother lose relative after relative, after relative, after relative due to COVID, I don't want to take any chances of missing that time with, with my family. My right. family's more important to me than this job. No, my, I, I was like, you know, this job can be replaced. You can fire me tomorrow or today, and I won't care. You're actually doing me a favor. Anyone in my family dies, I can't get them back. Yep. And there's nothing you can do for me that will get them back. So when I need this time off, I need this time off. I'm, I'm not requesting time off. I'm telling you I'm not going to physically be there. You need to find some shoes to fill. Yep. And he just did not agree. He didn't agree with that. He didn't like that. But ironically, every time he had an issue with his diabetes, he took a vacation. Every time he had an issue with family, he took vacation. Quick, oh, fast, well, and hurry. Didn't ask nobody nothing. Would just change the schedule and leave. 
See, that's the whole rules for me, not for the bullshit. Right. And he expected everyone to just deal with it. And I'm like, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm going to constantly tell you, well, dude, that's you. That's how you deal with your life. That's not how I deal with my life. I was I, I in all honesty, I felt like I was the only one who was who wasn't afraid to tell him. Basically, fuck you. Yep. Because I, I, I got to a point where I started getting fed up and it was like, you're not respecting me. You're not respecting anyone else around you. You don't even respect your assistant manager who bends over backwards to make sure that this store stays open, regardless of what happens. You yeah. barely say thank you, but you're always there to to talk to talk when you're always there to drag any one of us down when we don't when we make a mistake. You're quick to yell at people, but you you demand respect and civility. Yeah, I mean, it, and you know, so was that the manager that was there when you left? Yeah. Oh, so the day I left, um, it was something that. The family, me and the family were, were planning to do. We had been planning to do this for a while. On a right. meeting, he had claimed it, it was a meeting the week before or days before. He had claimed to say, hey, pay attention to your schedules are going to be changed. I, I have no recollection of that. To me, that's hearsay because it wasn't on paper. There was nothing there was nothing in proof to let me know my schedule is going to be changed, even if I had forgotten what he said. Right. So lo and behold, the day of the event. I check my schedule. I'm supposed. It shows me clocked in. So no, not clocked in. It shows that I'm supposed to be there at a certain time. I send a text message because I don't believe in calling managers. I'd rather have a paper trail and stuff that I can refer back to in case anything happens. So I text my managers. Hey, what's what's going on? Um, I see I'm working on this day. Uh, I I I had this day off originally, so I made plans. Oh, well, we told you that on Sunday, things were we were going to be changing our schedules. Yeah, but you guys didn't say anything in writing. You didn't text me. You didn't call me. You did nothing. Well, that's not our job. Oh, really? That's not your job? Well, I'm not coming in that day. Uh, or no, I was like, I'm actually, no, I said, I'm coming in at the time that I was scheduled to come in originally, yep. going by this screenshot. They said nothing. I came in on that day. This punk decides to wait until we're in the back room walks in goes you might as well just leave because you can't you can't come in here whenever you want to and i was like oh says the person who wants to change my schedule whenever he wants to without consent at all he walked out the door by that and i was like and and it took everything in because i had a moment where i was like where time stopped (laughs) yeah okay i understand that myself walked out of me Myself walked out of me, split into three different parts, and they all started saying, all right, Gil, you can A, go to war with this mofo, rip everything off of the damn thing, curse him and call him everything but a child of God, and then damn him to all hell, even the ninth circle of hell if you want to. Or you can be a man about it, take a big, deep breath, pick up your bag, Walk out the store and don't look back. That was the option I chose. I said nothing to no one, didn't say anything. I, I walked out of the store, got in the car, called my husband, and and then told my coworker, I'm not coming back. Bye. Well, good for you. <laughs> good good for you. Because you know, here's the thing. Uh like Hero stated in in the chat, uh, if we have to ask off 
X amount of time in advance. Why do they feel they can change schedules at will? And then blame tag chimed in with what the corporate response would actually be, which is, oh, it's only a request. But Uh, yes, yes. But but here's the thing (laughs) with scheduling. You know, if if you're a manager worth your salt, okay. Number one, let's say you screw up the schedule and you realize that you don't have the correct amount of people there that you need. Okay, that's when you pick up the phone and you say, hey, so-and-so, can you work such-and-such shift? And if you go through your list of employees and all of them say no, well, guess what? you just going to have to suck it up and cover it or yep. j- just deal with it. Uh, I think yeah. we, we've I've seen this pattern over the past few years where managers now feel like their employees' personal time is their time too. And they feel yeah. like they can just, like, like you said, change a schedule on a whim and because that they're the one employing you, you should be grateful that they changed the schedule to make sure that you worked and with zero regard to people's personal time. I mean, it's terrible. I mean, right. it really is. And the, the biggest problem with it is, you know, there are tons of managers out there who will do stuff like that, but just like the tyrant, like you said, he made sure he got his time off. He made sure his days off were, were, were taken care of, you know, managers that believe that their time is more important than their staff's time have no business having that title or a set of keys. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and there were times where I knew that he he didn't like being around me because I would be constantly, I'd be ripping the veil off of his fantasy and showing him his reality. I'm like, dude, right. you're in your 50s. You have, you have no kidneys. You have to take dialysis. You should be fighting for disability. Right. There's no reason why you should be here. Why are you here? Well, because I need to have an income. You're in your 50s and you, you're still concentrating on that? I'm yeah. not trying to be mean or I'm not trying to sound funny, but I'm, it's, for me, it's the whole thing of looking at him and how he lived his life really made me look at my life in retrospect and be like, I'm just in my 30s. Um, I'm not going to be here like him doing that. I will not be in my 50s working retail when I could be doing so much better. Yep, exactly. Um, there's something that came through uh, the chat I finally figured out my volume thing, so it probably just jumped way up. Um, Sean said, had to drop in and say hi. I once had T-Mobile almost 20 years ago now. I was moving away to college and called them up to ask them about service changes. They told me it would be fine. Phone will work where I was going. I get there and it doesn't work. I tell them I can't use it. They tell me I'm under contract, so I either have to pay the bill for a phone that doesn't work where I am or have to give them the phone or give the phone to someone who will use it and pay the bill. I told them I no longer wish to use the service or the phone seeing as though I was told it would work and it doesn't. They tried to charge me a $400 cancellation fee. He didn't pay it. They put it on my credit. I had to get a, had to get prepaid phones for a bit, uh, two to three years later. Um, they gave me a settlement offer for like a quarter of the fee. Is that something you've ever come across? Yeah, that, I've dealt with that with customers often, and it, it, that really sucks. Um, so, so when you sign up for contract, when you sign up for the service, it's a contract, but it's not a contract. 
And I mean that as in it's a contract to the service, but not a contract to the phone. Oh, okay. Because, you know, back in the day, it was you sign up a two-year contract, period. It was a contract for everything. Now they've split it up to where your financial obligation is financial obligation. But your what you signed up for, the service, if something happens where, like this unfortunate fellow, he's caught in this pickle, What's gonna what the? It's not a cancellation fee. That four hundred isn't cash. Isn't it probably a cancellation fee? What it probably is is a remaining balance of his phone, and they want him to pay that off in order for him to leave. Real quick, so, so, so let let me ask you. Okay, I see all these things where you know you sign up for a service, you get the phone for free. How the fuck does that work? So the phone is not free. So what happens right. is you're signing up for the company to basically pay it off over the course of two years, uh, 24 months. If you decide to leave, you have to pay the remaining balance up front. If you want to switch to another phone and that balance is not paid off, you must pay the remaining balance up front before you switch. Oh, okay. So, so, so real, so real quick. Tell you. Right. So let's say, and I'm just throwing numbers out there for sake of throwing numbers. Okay. But let's say you, you go into this thing, you've signed a two-year contract, you get this phone that you think is for free and your service every month is say $60 a month. I'm assuming that part of that 60 a month goes to pay off the phone. Is that correct? No. So what's going on is the company's paying off um, the balance. Say your balance for the phone is like $20 a month, right? Right. So the company is coming in and paying off that 20 and leaving you with the 60, which is the plan. Oh. So every, every time you pay off your month, you're basically, you're, you're doing a, an agreement every month with the company to where, hey, I paid my part. I paid my bill. Now you pay your part. You paid your part. Okay, cool. I'll see you next month. That's basically how it, how it goes. So technically, like, so technically T-Mobile is paying for the phone. The customer is not. Is that correct? Yes. You oh, don't wow. own it until it's completely paid off. Same thing with those promotions where they're going to say something like, um, buy an iPhone and you get half off. What happens is you're essentially paying for the full price. You're you're paying in full. But what happens is T-Mobile or X carrier, because every carrier does this, they'll come in on the bill and add promotional credits that lead up to half off by the time that that part of the promotion is done. By that point, you would have either A, paid off your half of the phone already, or B, you're just left with a small balance to pay off. Either way, these these promotional plans aren't really fair because God forbid anything happens to you, you're stuck with a huge bill. Like in my case, um, I had an employee discount. I no longer have an employee discount. So now my my bill is inflated just because. because. Wow. Um, let's see. Uh Irish Connection wants to know, Gil, what was the life expectancy of a managed manager in your industry? And did they last very long? Well, given that I had three managers <laughs> over three years. You're right. <laughs> now, now those three managers, they're, they're, I know you said one was terminated. Uh, yeah, one got terminated. Uh, so the other three... one came in to fill a position. Right. And then he moved. He, he, uh, he moved up. And then another one came in. The assistant manager moved up, got her own store, but the tyrant's still there. Wow. Uh, Hero said... Although I've been here. 
Uh, go ahead. No, uh, well, Hero said real quick uh, about the free phone and and all that mess. That how's that goes? She said it sounds like a shut the fuck up tax. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because that's what I using it for. I'd say it's free. It's free. They end up paying for it. Oh, really? Yeah. All all it is is this amount of money. You going to pay it or not? <laughs> right. That's how the conversation went. All right. So. We're sitting at 40 minutes. So let's get into the nitty gritty about how they did you completely and, and what your thoughts are on it. Um, you know, how you're better now that you do not work there. Warnings you want to give to anybody. Um, you, you can kind of randomly go through this. I know uh, certain things will pop up. You'll be like, oh, shit, I forgot to. Hey, you, you just go do your thing. But, you know, tell us about you got everything with the shit your last year, um, the emotions that you had, the toll it took on you and your husband with you coming home like that and whatnot. So just dive into all that best you can. And the floor is yours. All right. So I'm going to start off with, um, warnings to anyone who wants to work for T-Mobile. Um, your minute, the, the interview process is long as hell. It's purposely long as hell because they're playing mind games with you. Pay attention to every single person you talk to. Pay attention to every word choice that they use as well. The moment you hear some mess like we're a family here, hang up. Nope, your way out of that interview. Um, the moment you hear anything that sounds like uh, we need someone with a flexible schedule, if you're okay with having your schedule changed at a whim, keep going. If you don't, if you want control over your schedule, find a better job. T-Mobile is not the place for you. Uh, T-Mobile really wants people who are willing to know life, T-Mobile, and then have family as an afterthought. Yeah, they keep stressing work-life balance, but the reality of the situation is they're going to pile so much shit on you while you're there, you're going to want to go home. Not to mention, they don't do remote Sunday meetings. If they do, you have a really good manager. Keep them. Um, psychologically, the job took a toll on me and it got to a point where if we had alcohol, I looked forward to getting drunk. I looked forward to coming to work hungover <clears throat> just so I could autopilot my way through my shift and go home. Um, don't do any extra favors for your manager. If your manager wants you to stay behind uh, your your clock out time, no, don't do it. That, that I mean, that's for any job. That's wage theft. Don't do it. Um, because T-Mobile is not going to try and pay you overtime. The moment you hit near 40 hours or whatever your hourly limit is, depending on whether you're part-time or full-time, for full-timers, it's 40. I think it's 30 for part-timers. They will send you home. They will clock you out. They will send you home because T-Mobile doesn't do overtime. Um, God, what else? The toll it took on my relationship. I can honestly say me and my husband are a lot closer now than we were when I was working for T-Mobile. Um, every night I came home, it got to a point, um, I, I would just vent and vent and vent. And there are some moments where we, where we argued over me venting because he would be like, you know, I've been waiting for you to come home all day. And this is what I have to hear from you. I'd rather you talk about something else that happened to you at work that was funny or an anecdote. I don't want to hear you complain about your shitty manager. You're making me not like him, and I don't even know him. Been um, there. Yeah. Uh, the, the, 
Yeah, you can make a lot of money. I mean, the money is great. The insurance benefits are awesome. But a toxic work environment is not worth it. You know, like Gil, you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head with your husband. Because I don't know if you've seen my 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 call out for having you see blame tag just put it in the chat having come on the retail spouse show, I want to do a show, and I and, and maybe he's willing maybe he's not I mean you know how we operate here he's not going to be on video or anything like that and he can use a yeah. name, but I think it's really really important to hear stories like your husband's story, you know yeah you've got a spouse waiting for you to come home. Okay. You get home and they're happy to see you and you don't want anything to deal with, do with anybody. You're mad as fuck at at the job, your boss or whatnot. And I think if you really look, cause we've touched on this and I've asked to do this for quite a long time. Now I've brought it up several times in the history of, of the podcast. But if you look out there, if you go Google that kind of shit and want to, nobody's done anything like that. And and I think it's extremely important to get spouses, partners involved to tell the side of the story that no one else sees because it wrecks your, because it wrecks your family life. I mean, I'm telling you hero can put in the chat. I'm sure there's been numerous times she wanted to throttle me or punch me in the throat. Because, because I would, I would come home and I am mad at the fucking world and I've got kids and all this other stuff. And, you know, I don't want to talk to anybody. I had a conversation with somebody recently. I'm not going to get into the who's and the what's or whatnot, but they told me the, the job that they have now is starting to affect their mental health. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, okay. How? And they were talking about how they would go home and, They've got a child and they've got a partner and they're asking all sorts of questions and they're all happy to see this person and whatnot. And they're just like, leave me alone. And I'm happy for you that you and your husband are better now that you're closer now because of it, because people do not understand what this kind of business does to an individual. And, and, and you bring all, even though all of us try to leave it at the store, we, we can't. Some of us just aren't built that way. And we bring this big, it's, it's kind of like Charlie Brown and like cartoons. It's that cloud, that itty bitty cloud that has rain that falls on the one character yep. that, that walks right in the door with you. And yeah, it, it affects so much. So um, if that's something then, he'd be interested in doing, let me know. But continue. I'll, I'll definitely talk to him about him. And then like, I'm, I'm, you, you made me uh, remember something else. So like in, in year one, uh, my coworker who ended up becoming assistant manager and, and moving on to better things, he gave me a warning, a very serious warning. Like he pulled me to the side and he was like, hey, hey, don't make this, don't let this job um, mess you up. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, uh, you don't want to be like me and get to the point where you become an alcoholic and have to go into rehab because you, 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 you have an issue with coping. And I was like, wait, that really happened to you? He said, yeah, I had. I, I used to be a really, really bad drunk. I used to come to work drunk. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah. Um, now I've, I've calmed myself down. I still get stressed, but I, I don't turn to the bottle. And I'm, I'm looking at him like, I'm like, wow, I mean, you're, you're still someone who 
has outbursts on occasion, but mind you, this is this is the one coworker that we would have moments where we would yell at each other and then be like, all right, all right, all right, cool. We're just gonna work together. I'm gonna stay out your way, you stay out my way, cool. But I I never forgot that warning. Yep. And he was the only person who pulled me to the side and he was like, just be careful. Don't get to he's like, you know, before if you let this job control you, you you'll get to a point where before you know it. You're doing something to cope. And then you're realizing, holy shit, I'm I'm doing this to cope. And then I, I when I had that moment, it was it was holy shit, what what the fuck? Oh my God, I need to get out of this. <laughs> and right. it got to a point where I, I I I would I would talk to my husband about, okay, how can I formally get out of this job and get unemployment? Because I really wanted the un- unemployment. I wanted I, I I even just went as far as doing things to get fired. I would I would trade in broken phones. I would allow customers to get stuff that they weren't able to get or weren't supposed to get and hoping and praying to God it would develop a perpetrator that leads back to me. But because my, my errors were so low, they overlooked them or it was excusable or it was something that the system would just automatically correct. And I, I was like, oh, my God, I, I can't win for losing with this. <laughs> well, you're right. And, and speaking about the unemployment, I actually had a conversation with a friend of mine today who dropped by work to bring me uh, a package. And we got to talking about, you know, COVID and, and how I got laid off, you know, the music store shut down and whatnot. And I, I was I, I, out of work for a year and a half. Now, in your in your case, and I wish more people would look at it like this. I don't care who gets mad at me or thinks this is ridiculous or whatnot. But, you know, when the PUA pandemic unemployment assistance came through, I, I looked at it, it. It's really funny. Prior to me taking this job at this music store when I was working for at home, I remember laying in bed one night and having a conversation and my hero and I've had this conversation a lot. It's not just one time where I'm like, I really just need a year off. I I just need to get out of this for like a year. But I mean, at that point in time, there was no way to do it. Right. So I get laid off and then the company slides me this piece of paper saying, Hey, here's this government unemployment thing. And that was kind of like their, um, way of making it okay. They laid me off. Right. But yep. I, it took it and I went like a month without nothing. And one day I woke up with all this money and I'm going to be honest with everybody out there. I don't care who sees this. I don't care who, who thinks I'm crazy for it. I don't care if anybody looks down <laughs> on me for it, but like in your case, Gil, look, all of us that work, we pay into that system. Every single paycheck, part of yep. our money goes to fund unemployment. That's money that most of us will never, ever see, will never, ever get back. My thought was, okay, I've been doing this for 30 years. For 30 years, I've been paying money into this, right? And that was my way of getting it back. And I got my year off. So for you, you deserve the same. You've paid into that, Gil. You know, yeah, it, it's they made, they, <laughs> it, and, they made and, it to where I quit, so I couldn't get any of it. Well, I, I, and I know, and that and that sucks. But you know, going along your thought process of trying to get unemployment, 
hey, look, that's that's money we've paid into. And, yeah, and, and, and the only way we're ever going to get it back is if we reap that benefit, right? And, you know, and, and, I, and I hate that your, your mindset was right. You knew what you were doing, but you were such a good employee that those offenses, they just kind of brushed under the rug, which sucks for you because I, I wish you would, I wish you would hit your goal. Yeah. Cause I've, I've seen people get fired for the stuff I did. It got to the point where I'd be like, Oh wow. Okay. God, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you, why, why? These are moments where I'm trying to fall into holes. Why are you going like, Nope, there's a hole there. I'm going to move that out the way for you. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, and so for me, it was, it was divine comedy for me. But, but I applaud you for that, for that, um, mindset. And, you know, I really wish people that are entrenched in, in retail, especially, I'm not saying go out there and try to get yourself fired. Okay. I mean, no. have a plan. I mean, and, and, you know, kind of figure things out, but man, I'm not going to fault anybody. If you've worked for a company three to five years and you're being treated like shit and you're like, wait a minute. And the light bulb goes off. If I can get fired, fucking go do that shit. <laughs> Just go. Yeah. Just go. Oh, yeah. Get your shit back. Because what that year did for me, Gil is, Amazing. It goes back to what I said earlier, you know, being 52 years old, I don't think like a lot of 52 year olds that I know they're all on the other side of the fence, you know, young people suck and blah, blah, blah. And I just look at it like this young people don't suck. It doesn't matter what your age is. Either you're lazy or you're not has nothing yep. to do when you were born, has nothing to do what your age is, has nothing to do any kind of diversity bullshit. You either work or you don't. And and I've definitely learned that lately because um, I've been gig working. Oh, that's another thing. Me and my husband have been gig working. That's why I'm saying like we've gotten a lot closer. We, we, we're, we're kicking ass together. <laughs> but um, I've, I've learned that gig working is basically people are paying you for their laziness. Yeah. Oh, 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 yes. Gig working. Okay. So what, what's your experience with gig working right now? It is definitely a double-edged sword. Um, it's very profitable very profitable it just depends on where you go um but it's fun uh, we've been we've been going to different locations all throughout uh where we're at i, I don't want to drop I, where i'm at i understand because, i understand because currently i'm having a twitter beef with um Nicki minaj stands some what i don't want to get doxxed oh anyway. lord <laughs> um but where we're where we're located at we've been we've seen some really amazing things that had I been working at T-Mobile, I wouldn't have seen. Right. I, I, we've had experiences that had I was working at T-Mobile, I would be missing out on. So right. having the freedom of being like, I feel like coming in, I feel like working today. Let me see what the app looks like. Okay, right. there's batches. Let me go pick that up. That's okay, fun. So explain to, if we have older people my age that are watching that aren't hip to this, explain the, the, gig, the gig thing. I'm, I'm assuming like DoorDashes and... Yep. Ubers and DoorDash, stuff like that. Instacart. Yeah. So um basically what me and my husband do is we pick out which one has is the most profitable, which one gives out the best payout. Right now, Instacart is really good. Instacart is basically a service where you you um generate a grocery list, of course, pay for it, and someone picks up that order, goes to the store, shops for you, drops off your groceries at your door. Um it's excellent. Like you save time. You get to sit in your house, do whatever you want to do. And someone just drops off your groceries for you and, and even bothers to shop. Um, for us, that's been really great. 
The payout has been excellent, and Instacart does a relatively good job of taking care of their customers. DoorDash, um, I know DoorDash has been in the news a lot because from ranging from low tips to DoorDashers just being all around jerks to customers being jerks to DoorDashers, uh, that's okay, but it's mainly involving like food. Uh, food delivery, it's it's not as profitable as people think. One, because DoorDash is extremely expensive to order from as a customer. Yes. Instacart is much better. You know, Instacart makes more sense to me. I mean, I, you know, I know people who have done DoorDash and Uber Eats and stuff like that. And look, I, I mean, to me, that's a scary thing. Okay. I, I mean, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, we're all used to like pizza delivery places and whatnot, and that's a crap shoot in itself. But I mean, you know, when you have DoorDash and Uber Eats and all these things, there's a lot of nefarious things that can go on. And I'm like, ah, uh, no, uh-uh. And, and the reason it's probably so expensive is for insurance policies. It's got to be because yeah, I, I, you've got, it's a whole thing, too many cooks in the kitchen. However, Instacart, you know, when, I mean, don't get me wrong, nefarious things can be done there, but Instacart, having somebody do your grocery shopping for you is, is a big deal especially yeah. if you're at an age where you can't get around and whatnot and and i can see where instacart can be a very viable thing but the one thing i, I want to say the majority of our customers. right the one thing i want to say is i remember when you were on the episode with us gil let me tell you something you sound a whole hell of a lot happier than you did back then Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you re you really do, man. It's, I mean, that's great. And and you know, if the gig economy works for you guys, hey, man, go get it because it, that's that's the other thing about the gig economy is if you're enterprising enough and your work ethic is good, you can make bank with that shit. You really can. Now, I'm not going to say it's 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 a be all end all because no, it's it's more of right. a stopgap. It's it's basically something generate as much money as you can. Have a goal in mind, of course, and then from there, move on to something bigger and better. Right. And we're realizing that now. Well, it, because we're like, we're getting older and we can't do this forever. Right. And, 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 but like I said, I'm happy for you because you sound like a different person. I mean, I know your shit with T-Mobile was bad, but you recognized it was bad. You know, like you said, when the three you know, spirits, if you want to call them split out of you <laughs> and, and, and you went and made the decision to go, bro, you, you sound so much different than the last time. And that's very significant. And it proves the point, man. It proves the point that you can't work and live in a business that is filled with toxicity because it no, affects it everything you. in your life. Yeah. It changes who you are as a person, and then it starts making people view you differently because your job is changing you. That's something that shouldn't be changing you. Right, and that, and that's the thing. If your job is changing you, and I'm guilty because it changed me for decades. All right, we, we're all guilty. I, I'm I'm never going to sit yeah. here and say I'm innocent. Your job changes you, and the problem is, us as people, we've let the job change us, and where we Definitely. need to go is look it's just a job there's a lot of people who focus on the term career and we we've all heard it you know this is just a job but i want a career i hate to break it to everybody but a career is just a job 
And, yeah. I, and I'm not it's trying. It's a long-term job. Right. And, 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 and I think people equate career with more money and whatnot and, and better standing. But guess what? That career changes you just like the job does. Right. Or think about this. Teachers make a career and they're some of the most underpaid people in the industry. Oh, don't even get me started on that shit. That that's that's a whole whole different thing. I, I I'm so mad at the teacher thing. It's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Iron Maiden said in the chat, "We work to live. No one, I don't care what you do, lives just to work." Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Blame Tag yeah, chimed in. Blame Tag says a career is a job that's got you by the balls. Correct. And then Hero <laughs> says. A career means you missed out on getting a raise by switching jobs. That may be the winning <laughs> comment of the chat. Because, guys, a good one. Let, let, let me tell you something. And people have figured it out because I've seen, like, Business Insider and other places do articles trying to keep you from jumping jobs for money. Guys, if y'all knew how many jobs I've had in my 30 years, y'all would be like, what the fuck? But I did it for money. So if if anybody tells you that switching jobs for money is a lie, I, I actually took the time. I have a graphic that nobody's seen with all the logos of all the retailers I've worked for in the years that I was there and what happened with every jump. Sometime I'm I'm probably not going to do it this year. That's going to be something going on later. I'm going to wind up doing like a video series talking about, bouncing jobs because if you're in a job you know and you stay there let's say you're at a company for 10 years all right every year at best you're probably going to get a two percent raise because companies for some reason think two percent is like gold and and then you yeah and then you go look two percent i mean you're making like an extra ten dollars to twenty dollars a week It, it, it doesn't break up for shit but if you bounce you make your money. There was a point in time where in five years, I tripled my salary. Five years. Wow. And uh, and Russell put in chat, why did you stay in retail, though? For the money. Because until COVID, I was brainwashed. I'm done now. I don't care. Exactly. I don't yeah. want it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, and and that's the thing about it. It's like working through COVID, it, it, you really do get, kind of get brainwashed by the people you work for because they'll, they'll say junk like, wow, you know, thank you for being here. You could, you know, you could be anywhere else but here. And I'm sitting there going like, I'd rather be at home. I mean, I loved it when you guys told us to stay away from the store for two weeks and you guys paid us. But you didn't really pay us because you didn't you didn't pay us our regular commission. You like literally paid us our hourly wage, which mind you is dust. <laughs> Right. I mean, and I mean, and, and it's sad. I mean, but I, the biggest thing I hate seeing is good people getting, getting taken advantage of. And, you know, I, I hate seeing you hear people talk about work ethic and whatnot. I hate seeing people with good worth work, good work ethics getting taken advantage of. And, because they identify that as the people to brainwash, mm-hmm. you know, but with no forward momentum because, yeah, you know, if you, if you work, if, if you're working for a store manager that 
if you go to them and you say, Hey, I'm looking at moving to the next level and they're not trying to get you to the next level because the way I was always taught was, and I didn't always do it because sometimes I didn't have that there. You're always good DMS, good management tell you be training your replacement because they expect you to go do more and they want you to bring somebody up to take your place. I don't think you hear a lot of that in this business these days. I don't, I don't think that's a, a big thing that that's being preached out there. You know, I do not know of anyone who is in the retail industry right now hearing always be training your replacement. I'm, I don't think it's there anymore because I think no, the person not. they put in the chair, so to speak, or, or in, in the position, they want to lock them in. And I think that on the backside of things that we don't know about, these companies realize we're going to have a good manager and we're going to work them into the ground and they're going to leave because, because here, here's the thing. All these articles talk about don't jump jobs and whatnot and all this stuff. Look, retail corporations know what's up. Don't think they don't. They pay millions of dollars of people to count beans and, and trends and whatnot. They know that if they've got a good manager, they've only got them for a little while. Yeah. The same thing with the good employee. Um, like, yep. God, my, my husband, he he would have moments where he ends up easily being number one, like without even trying. Effortly just walks in, does the job and does it better than anyone in the building. But he gets no recognition for it. Right. Um, That's yeah. actually what made him start working for himself because he was like, I'm, I'm tired of, you know, doing all this stuff and making being the best without even trying and having little to nothing to show for it because the people I work under have divided integrity or no integrity at all. Right. Um, Gil, we got some great comments in chat that I think you will enjoy. Blame tag says, I'd like to take my work ethic out back and old yeller it. Ha, I agree. <laughs> right. Hero says, yes, let us get to the part of the interview where we discuss what your soul is worth to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then hybrid hooligan says my ex manager told me that, and I didn't realize, didn't realize it. I should have done it till I didn't have a right hand. Um, talking about the whole, uh, training your replacement, but look, yeah. look, I, I just got to tell you, I know your life is probably challenging Gil. I know you guys are still navigating, but let me tell you, man, you sound so much better. You re you really, really do. We're sitting, we're sitting an hour and eight or whatnot, but I, I'm happy, you know, in having conversations with you and whatnot. I know the T-Mobile shit sucked, but you sound good. You sound really, really good. So how, so how are you now? I'm much happier. Yeah. How are you now? Um, I'm much happier. Um, I, 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 my life feels a lot more simple. Like it, basically, any goal that is in front, it's my goal, and not someone else's. I'm not, I'm not working for someone else and feeling like I'm on a treadmill chasing after a carrot, and the carrot attached to a fishing line that keeps getting extended every time I'm right about to grab it. Man, that that's good to hear. Blame tag says glad things are better for you. 
I mean, none of us know what the future holds. I mean, hell, none of us know what tomorrow holds. Hell, nobody knows what the next five minutes holds for us, actually. But, you know, I, like I said, I remember when you were on. And I know, like I said, I know T-Mobile treated you like shit. But you made the right choice. You got out. And at least for this period of time, for you and your husband doing the gig stuff and whatnot, life's pretty good, huh? Yeah. Isn't that what it's all Much about? Better. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm happy for you. I really am. I mean, I know you struggled and I know you've dealt with some shit. And it's always good, especially, you know, when you have a spouse or a partner or whatnot, where things can level out and it's not all hate-filled and anger because you come in, you know, angry at everything. And Hero said, be that guy, simplify. Yes. Yep. Um, you know, from, from a personal standpoint, you know, I chased money for a long time and sure, we'd all like to make more money. I'd love to make more money right now, but right. My, my, <laughs> my, my life is pretty simple. And for the first time in my life over the past year, I'm actually pretty okay. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be rich. I have no desire to be rich unless I hit the lottery and that's all chance. But I like my life right now. There are, there, there are stresses and there's things that drive you crazy, but I, people there, there's a lot of people talk about living paycheck to paycheck and whatnot. And I get it. And this sucks. But at the end of the day, if you really simplify your life, okay. If you really look at it, as long as you have food, a roof over your head, whatever you need to do as far as transportation. Really and truly, that's pretty much it, right? And yeah, and if you're okay with that's all you're doing, I'm telling you, it's pretty stress stress free life. And I wish that for everybody. I mean, obviously, I want more. I mean, I'd love to make more money and buy more guitar equipment. I have to be very, you know. Um, calculating and when if i'm going to buy something or whatnot and everything i do is in payments but you know i'm not in a position where i'm going to go out and drop like 500 dollars on some shit you know because there's bills to be paid but at the same time yeah. i'm not mad because i can't i, I i'm happy yeah. i mean pe people do not understand that We've been blinded and brainwashed into you have to have a certain amount of money and you have to be a certain thing and, and whatnot. Look, when I was in high school, um, I had this, I'm not going to say band. It, it was this weird conglomeration creative thing. And there was a song that we did. I'm not going to bother bringing up the name of the song, but there was a lyric in there saying the basics are what we subsist on. As long as your basics are taken care of, guys, your life can be happy. Yep. Would you agree, Gil? Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't buy love and you can't buy compassion. So there's no dollar sign on those. And for the people around you and your families and whatnot, and, you know, if you have good relationships, don't ruin those over a job and don't ruin those over a salary. And sure, especially retail, we're all expendable. Yeah. We could die tomorrow and our job would, and hell, in some cases, 
there's managers that could die tomorrow and their replacement would be in the building the next day. So, (laughs) so, so if, if they're that will easy to replace you, man, we, we've given these businesses way too much real estate in our heads and hearts. So enjoy your life. You're, you're born at point a, you die at point B. It's what you do in between that matters and make yourself happy. Find some happiness for yourself because it, it, it's a really shitty life. If you, if you've worked your entire life and nothing's ever made you happy and, and you quit focusing on the things that make you happy, you, you wasted your time. We weren't put here to run a Walmart. Sorry. That's just what it is. Yeah. Now, unfortunately it is kind of easy to lose sight of yourself in that, but yes, 100%. But Gil, thank you so much. I hope this gave you some sort of outlet or whatnot. I've really enjoyed talking with you this evening. I, I, and like I said, I can hear it in your voice. I'm glad things are better for you. You know, later on, if you've got something else to report, come on in, you know, we'll bring you back and whatnot, but thank you so much. Um, for being here, uh, yeah, just let you guys know what's going on. Uh, Wednesday, we do have another episode. I've got a gentleman. His name is Lewis. He is an, uh, optometrist. Uh, I can't even say it at this point. Um, but anyway, optometrist, there you go for Luxotica slash lens crafters. Uh, he's going to be on video. He's going to be exposing how crappy that industry is. So that will be happening Wednesday. I don't have anything scheduled. I think the week after I've got to look and see, but then on September 28th, I do have Shauna Potter from war on women. Uh, I just want to be real blunt and say, iron maiden. I expect you to be there for that one. Uh, she is a, fantastic vocalist for a feminist punk band and it ought to be a really good show and she wrote a book about uh, harassment and how to get rid of it so we're gonna go over that so that's cool i don't know for sure i just want to say i'm just going to put this out here right now so october is anniversary month for me mine and heroes anniversary is halloween which is cool as shit i don't care what anybody says that is an awesome anniversary yeah. date. Yeah, it, it, it sure is. Um, I don't know what October is going to have. I may very well block off October and just take October off. So I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. And if I don't do live streams, Irish Connection and myself might do some pre-recorded videos that really go into some other things or whatnot, but I don't have anything for October right now. And right now I'm leaning to taking a break because it's been a rough two years. I mean, well, not rough, (laughs) but, but we, we've done a lot of stuff and we've covered a lot of ground. So, but anyway, Gil, thank you so much for being here. I'll post audio up either sometime later this evening or tomorrow morning. Everybody have a great evening. If you have any suggestions for anything, please chime in on Twitter. Let us know what you'd like to hear about. If there's some a company you want to talk about or whatnot, let us know and we'll go from there. But having said that, everybody have a great night. Everyone to stay safe. Holidays are coming. Um, for all of us in retail, 
We're in September. Here very shortly, we're going to put our head down and look up, and it's January 31st. So everybody stay safe. Everybody have a good time. Don't kill nobody, and fuck Karens. Everybody have a great night. Talk to you later. Thanks. Night.